Welcome to the Life as an Observer podcast. My name is Ryan Bean. I am your host in self-observation. This podcast is an exploration of physical and non-physical self through discussion around yoga, meditation, self-improvement, self-realization, and practices that elevate the mind-body-soul connection. Let's start observing. This episode of Life as an Observer is made possible by patron support. If you'd like to support this program, you can visit patron.podbean.com backslash life as an observer to learn more. Welcome to Life as an Observer. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about maintaining friendships. If you do any kind of search on the internet and look for a a quote about friends. You'll find all kinds of things about how what a good friend is and what a good friend isn't. You'll find things about what hard times and how friends will reveal themselves. You'll find about in the end, we'll remember not only the words, but our enemies. And to keep a new friend, we'll break up with old ones. I found so many different options about quotes about friends. Everyone has their own opinions. One that I really liked was, remember, you don't need a certain number of friends. Just a number of friends you can be certain of. I found this to be really interesting because, not just interesting, but a reminder to me about how we maintain friendships. Now, I got to give you a little bit of a, a background around friends and me. I have not been good in this in my past. I have not been really all that sure of myself as a friend. Um, and really as we gain age and as we get older, we tend to not really be that good of friends because we are constantly evolving and to stay connected the way that we did when we were in high school or middle school is now different. We are changing and we still love those people, but we have other things that are becoming way more important than maintaining our friendships, which in turn kind of lets us go through this really odd cycle of, are we being a good friend? This is what we're thinking. Do I need friends? When I'm lonely, who can I depend on? And let me tell you kind of like my history. I never had any really close friends. Matter of fact, I don't even know that I had a best friend ever. Uh, I've had friends who have spent time with that we tend to associate with but i was always the awkward one in the friends in the friendship the ones that i did have i felt like i didn't really know or i didn't really care to get to know deeper i really didn't know what it meant to be close Um, and when i got close i tend to suffocate those who were really close because i was like i want to be with you all the time Thus, kind of the cycle of, am I enough? Am I a good enough friend? Are you a good enough friend? How much time is enough? I don't know if any of you feel the same way. It feels like very, uh, like anxiety-driven talk. Like, we're, I don't know what's also good. I don't know what I need. I don't know what this, that, that right amount of holding space and being friends and sharing time r- really is. Such a weird topic for me to even think about because, I feel like I'm surrounded by a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people know me from whether it be my pictures that they've seen on social media or the internet somewhere. They know my voice from maybe this podcast, but I don't feel like I really know anybody all that well. 
And so this kind of drove today's podcast for me to kind of dig into a little bit deeper and what it really means to maintaining friendships. So, oh, here we go. Maintaining friendships as we age is not the same. It is not the same to, to stay connected. Matter of fact, you may notice that your friends are getting married or having children or changing jobs. And only now are we even aware of that because of social media. We think we're connected because we see what's happening in someone's lives. But are we really connected, I guess, is the question. Do we really even know them or do we know only the things they care to share? Well, I think that it's the latter. We have gone away from making phone conversations to just sending quick, like heart emojis to people. We have stopped writing letters to just sharing small little comments on a picture. Is this enough? Is this enough to maintain relationships? Well, I'm going to tell you that it's probably not, at least the ones that we want to maintain and really stay connected with. So, I've made a valiant effort this year. At least, at least in my mind, I've made a valiant effort that those who I'm interested in maintaining relationships with, those who have really shown me support, that I'm at least going to try. That I'm not going to just be a comment on their Instagram feed. And that I'm not going to just simply, you know, give a heart comment on their Facebook post. I'm not going to just write a little comment on their poll on their Instagram story. But I'm actually going to do something a little bit more. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. About at least three steps that we can do to maintain friendships. Especially as we grow older. Now, our friends have always been there, usually the ones that we went to, sometimes even over our parents as kids, those who we thought were more supportive of us, who were more connected to. I remember telling my parents, you don't understand me like my friends do. I even remember being grounded from my friends because I spent so much time with them or I got into trouble with them. And of course, they want to blame the friend rather than you. So I remember being upset at my parents for a lot of different reasons. But really, in the end, we don't necessarily remember all of the experiences we had with all of our friends. We make new ones, and we lose some old ones. So, those who are important in our lives, those ones who ride along with us, who are that special someone who has been with us through times, this is what we need to do. I have at least... I can remember at least three to four people who have been with me that I've known for longer than 10 years and that I try to stay in contact with at least a little bit. Even those friends, though, are changing. We're indifferent. We're not the same anymore. My, my life as a, you know, when I first left and went into the military is different than I am now as I teach and as I podcast and as I travel. Different person. But we can still find love for those people. Now, I would tell you that the word sorry or I apologize is really the language of keeping friends. Okay, and this is kind of the language of saying, hey, I'm ready to, <clears throat> to say I'm sorry, not keeping up with you. I didn't know that you got married. I didn't understand you know, why we fell apart or I didn't know that you had your third child. Saying I'm sorry is really just 
you acknowledging that you're not as connected anymore, but you're wanting to be connected. This is a point of vulnerability, friends. This is a time when you're saying, I am not as connected, um, resourceful about digging into your information anymore. I, I don't know you the way I used to, but I'm sorry and I love you. It may not be a full-on apology, but acknowledging that you didn't know. I was on the phone the other day with a friend of mine, and I didn't really realize that their wedding had already happened. I knew it was in the planning stages, but I didn't know it had already happened. I'm just saying, okay, sorry, I missed that. Um, we live in different parts of the world now, so I, you know, I didn't know. And then just being part of the conversation as though nothing um, had changed. Hey, I'm glad I'm getting caught up. I'm glad I'm reviving this relationship. See, reviving friendships is in a way being a good friend, just reviving them and saying, okay, here we are growing, saying, I'm sorry. So that's one thing you can do, but that is not first step. The first step is really be authentic and reaching out. Okay, so what do I mean by that? I think that social media is has some authenticity. I use it. If you follow me at all on Ryan Bean Yoga, you'll see that I do a lot of stuff. I reach out and I talk to people, but I don't know that that's the most authentic way to reach out to those who are closest to us. I think that using a, a text message is okay. If you have their phone number, they're, if they're your friend, you probably do. Even just reaching out, I actually re reached out to someone and I said, I don't know if this is still your number, but I'm thinking about you. Now that particular message went unread, at least I think. And so then I went on social media because her name and a image of her has come to, come to me in my dream. And I was like, I need to like reach out again. So still nothing, but it's okay. I did my effort to reach out to her. But I think the, the, the feature that iPhones have, and I know that we have them in other phones too, but I just happen to carry an iPhone, that it has the voice uh, messaging technology within the text. I really, really like this. Now, I know on Instagram they also have this as an option where you can just send a voice message. I like this better. Using this, or even an email, it's better than a thank you on social media or you know, it's more of the hello and then the social media. I like it. Even if we're using the Instagram story feature or the message feature, it's more authentic. You're hearing your voice or seeing a video of you. You're addressing them by name. It's not a group text. It is just simply you saying, hi, I'm thinking about you today and I want you to know I love you. And I'm just sending you a little bit of encouragement wherever you may be. I would love to catch up. Now, we got to talk about what step two is. So once you've reached out, maybe you've talked about to yourself, maybe four to five to maybe 10 people that you're thinking, I want to stay in contact with them. And I want them to know I'm thinking about them. Identify those people, reach out to them authentically, but you need to move to step two with that message. And that is to not really um, have topical conversations. Like, hey, how you going? How's it going? How you doing? More like, I'm interested in this thing that I saw in your post that you have a new job. Can you tell me about that? Ask a lot of questions. So when you reach out, be authentic in reaching out and ask questions. 
Just ask questions. I saw that you had this photographer. Do you do photography a lot? I'm really interested in how you do that. Tell me about that place you went to visit. Just asking questions. And then have an action plan. Okay, so now here you are reaching out. Step two, or step one is just reaching out. Two is be authentic in that by just asking questions, not topical um, conversation. Then step three, arrange a time, maybe with an action plan that says, let's catch up actually on the phone. Let's talk on the phone on this day. Let's do a FaceTime. Let's do a Skype. I'd like to have coffee with you. Let's just do that. And you may find that that coffee or that FaceTime reignites everything. That it's just like this magical time where no time was ever lost. Or you could find that you have totally 100% separated from each other and your lives are totally different. And there may be no need to maintain that relationship. I know that's hard to think about. But maybe you don't need to maintain it as much because you're totally different people. Lives have changed. You are not interested in the same stuff anymore. Then we move into our, I guess our final step is if you know you're traveling and you may want to pass by, you know, you know someone maybe in that city, that town, or maybe you just send a message out on on Instagram or Facebook. Hey, I'm passing through Seattle. Do I know anybody here? You can do that. You can certainly say that I'd like to meet up with you. I didn't know that you were there. That's awesome. Let's have coffee. Let's, you know, let's go to to lunch or I'm hiking. Something that's pretty non-committal, pretty easy. Um, it, it, it doesn't require money. It doesn't require you to move out of your way to go there. Just, hey, I'm just going to go be here. Anybody want to go hiking? I don't know who lives here now, but I'm in town. You can do that, especially if you're going to back to visit family, something along those lines. But what I would recommend in all of these situations, so we've been authentic with reaching out. We asked questions when we were on the phone with them or the text message or the, the voice message. We set an action plan that said, let's meet up, let's catch up. And we maybe even were proactive by saying, hey, I'm going to be in town. Uh, who would like to meet up with me. You may find that those are coming out of the woodworks and want to meet up with you. But remember, don't dump on them. What I mean is don't compare. Don't try to just be there so you have new fans or new followers or people subscribing to your latest MLM or that you're selling them something. That's not really what true friends try to do. Maybe you want to collaborate with them find ways to to do more stuff together, maybe retreats or workshops, or maybe you're in the same field and you didn't even know you were in the same field. I have several friends of mine who I've been watching what they do on social media and I'm dying to work with them. It just may not be geographically possible and we're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. All of these things are great, but I think it all goes back to the quote that we started with, remember, you don't need a certain number of friends, just a number of friends you can be certain of. Maybe keeping those who are really close to you close. But if you don't have a lot of friends like me, it's okay. It's okay to not have a lot of friends. You can have acquaintances, you can have partnerships, and you can have people that you rely upon. 
and that's okay. You don't have to like, I think I remember as a kid, I always felt like if I had more than one good friend that I had to like, in a way, cheat on one to go be with the other. And it was always this awkward, who's my best friend and who should I spend time with? And it's just been something I'm not good at. Maybe, you know, over time, I wouldn't say that I'm an introvert, but my social skills and maintaining a lot of friendships is very, very low. I just tend to focus and tend to be kind of introverted in those ways where I don't want to have a whole bunch of people that I have to maintain. However, in social circles, I may know a lot of people. I just don't get to know them well. So through my organizations that I've run through philanthropies, through some of my, my workshops, I may be around hundreds, if not thousands of people, but I may not know them all well. And if you think you know me, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you may not. And if you're wanting to get to know me, there are ways, just like I had told you, reach out. Hey, I'm interested in talking to you about this thing. And so it kind of goes both ways. If you're interested in getting to know me, then that's probably the best way to approach me is, hey, I'm headed through Southern Utah. I'm interested in going for a hike. Would you like to hang out? Where's a good place for coffee? Where can I go for yoga? Like these are all things that are asking questions about someone and their knowledge. And of course, they're going to feel validated that you have any interest in them to be able to share. I reached out to several of my friends, uh, I guess it was last week, kind of in preparation for this podcast because I was feeling as though I wasn't doing a good job maintaining those relationships. I'd moved. Two years ago, I moved. And in my thought process, I felt as though maybe they felt as though I was abandoning, you know, where I was living. It was kind of sudden. It was to, to continue on my path. And I didn't get the really a chance to have like a goodbye party and to say goodbye and to tell people. A lot of people just found out that I had left. But that was what had to happen. So what do you do in those instances? Well, I'm going to just speak from my own personal perspective is you can still maintain them by saying, hey, I'm interested in your life. Using the same three steps that we had just talked about to maintain those relationships I don't know that there's one right way and one wrong way. I think it's just a matter of showing that you care, showing that you're interested, showing that, that there is some sort of connection there. And maybe just saying, hey, you're pretty awesome. Just reaching out to them to say, hey, you're pretty awesome. And I'm interested in keeping this love that we share together. Many of them, I mean, I sent messages to maybe maybe 10 of my friends who I'm really, really interested in staying close to. And I think I may have only gotten half of those back, which is telling you, well, maybe it was a little bit more than that. I might have got six to seven, but there was a couple that I didn't get back any kind of messages, but that wasn't the point. The point wasn't to to get a message. It was to me reaching out to those who I care about to let them know that I care about them and that I'm interested in following up and doing more than just being topical friends. So my advice and encouragement to you is for those who you want to be more than topical friends with, maybe put a, a reminder in your phone. I've done that. There's a couple productivity apps out there that, that help with this also. 
you may not want to tell people that you have them in a productivity app because that feels pretty unauthentic, but it's just the way that you're using to remember to contact them. Now, you can put alarms in your phones, you can put calendar dates, uh, people's birthdays, that kind of stuff in your calendar. That's a little bit hard to maintain now, isn't it? Um, and what I find is I have the most friends on my birthday. <laughs> I have the, the absolute most friends on my birthday because they're being reminded by social media to contact me. And that's okay, but I think if we're going to do that um, once a year check-in, it shouldn't just be happy birthday or even the HBD, which I just feel like if you're going to only say happy birthday, say happy birthday. HBD, abbreviating it, um, really says that you don't really care that much. You just want to be seen as um, somebody commenting. So I'm sorry if some of you have done that on my page, but um, I think that we need to spend more time. If we really care about them, once a year, one time a year, send them a message. If you don't want to maintain that relationship, it's okay to let it go. You can still be an outsider appreciating what someone else is doing, but if you want to be involved, take the time to show it. Now, those friends of mine who are listening to this, you know that I've reached out to you if I've, you know, and those who I haven't, it doesn't mean that I haven't yet. Um, I'm going to encourage not only the friends who want to reach out to me to do that, if that's something that you're curious in, in maintaining and nurturing that relationship, but also let us make a, a really uh, an effort, maybe communally, to accept the fact that we cannot always be super connected to people. True friendships are really, uh, in a way, kind of connected through how we feel when we're around each other, kind of through the spirit. And we laugh together, and we cry together, and we share, and we, we open up this page. But realistically, this may be a temporary gateway, and it doesn't have to be permanent. Friendships may come, and they may go. They may fade away, and then they may fade back. But it's the attachment to, to that that really causes us suffering. Well, what if I don't have somebody to call? Or what, if I do, what if I don't have someone to come take me out on my birthday? What if I don't have someone to recognize that new thing that I accomplished? That's okay too. Remember that our love is always with us. The love that we need and want, it's all within us. And our friendships, in a way, are keys to the doorway to that love. They help us unlock it to help us realize that we have it there. Unlocking it certainly is really nice, especially if we've been through a lot and we just need to be reminded that, hey, we are loved. But know that they are simply only opening the door to that that you already have. Your love is something that will never fade away, that doesn't need validation, and that really is behind an unlocked door. Yes, they may have the key that fits that slot that makes you feel as though they're opening the doorway for you, but that door is really unlocked, friends. You have the access to your own love at all times. Lots of options as we move into this new, new normal of how we contact each other. I don't really like that phrase, but how we function with each other. I don't know when the last time is you wrote a letter to somebody, but I'm going to encourage you 
to kind of be more authentic in your dealings with people who you care about. I do a lot of thank you notes. I think that's a really good way to, to feel as though you're doing something really nice for people and you're spending some time. I, I do different gift givings and different ways to show that I really do care. But it's, you know, it's only a select few. There may be some that are on the outskirts who maybe you're not feeling that. And remember, remember what we started with at the very beginning, that saying sorry is the language of keeping friends. Saying sorry is the language of keeping friends. And all you really have to do is say, I'm really sorry. Um, I really screwed that up. I have had a couple of those friendships that I truly miss. And I've said sorry, but, you know, not all apologies are accepted. And that's something that we have to accept ourselves. Your apology might not be accepted, but forgiveness is not really meant to always be a two-way street. Sometimes it's just about letting go of that weight for you personally to move on down your, your path. If they want to accept it, great. If they don't, great. Friendships come and go, and it's really about us not needing a certain number of friends. Just a number of friends that we can be certain of. Thanks for listening today, friends. Much love on your path to maintaining your friendships. I'd love to hear how this works. Trying out some of these techniques to reach out to your friends. I would love how to hear how it works for you and maybe some of the responses you get. You can um, send me a message on Ryan Bean Yoga or here on the on the podcast, on any of the services. Your reviews are really wonderful. Uh, it's really the best way for you to say that you liked or you appreciated today's uh, podcast is just by leaving a quick review, five-star review saying, thank you, this was amazing, it's what I needed. Or you can say, hi, <laughs> with your review. It'll help us to be able to maintain, uh, to get guests on the show and to really have higher ratings. So speaking of that, I talked about how we're going to say you're in different towns and be in certain places. Uh, I'm going to be traveling this summer. So I'm going to be traveling from southern Utah over to uh, Silverton, Colorado in June and to be at a, a retreat that I'm doing with my friend Jesse Coomer. We're doing a retreat called The Language of Breath. And I'll be heading that direction. So if you're over there in mid-June, uh, reach out to me. If you're a friend of mine or you're interested in meeting up, um, it's a good way to do that. I'm also speaking at the Divine Assembly's uh, Summer Revival. This is the Mushroom Sacrament in uh, Utah. That is in uh, June also. And that is the 22nd through 24th. Uh, I believe it's in Eden, Utah. I know it's up in Weber Canyon somewhere, so uh, up there past Ogden. So if you're up in that direction listening to me, I'll be up there speaking and offering Wim Hof Method fundamentals at the, the retreat. I guess it's a, a festival. And, uh, and then also doing some, some uh, ketamine-assisted breathwork uh, introduction. We'll just say it's uh, teaching breathwork to be used with, with psychedelic integrated therapy. And speaking as a, a speaker, I'll also have a booth up there. Um, after that, I'll be heading to Seattle um, to uh, be up with Dr. Tammy from BioThrive. And we're doing, uh, that's her podcast, um, BioThrive. And I'll be up there uh, the July 8th, 9th, and 10th in Seattle. 
I'm actually going to be driving up from southern Utah, uh, probably stopping in Salt Lake, Boise, somewhere along the way in uh, Oregon, and then coming back down. I plan on going to see some friends in Tacoma and maybe along, uh, maybe back through Boise. I'm not sure. But if you're anywhere along the way from Utah to, uh, to Washington and are interested in having uh, breathwork workshops, doing uh, Wim Hof Method, if you're interested in just saying hello, reach out to me. I'm going to be traveling along there and doing some podcasting and recording, doing some breathwork tracks and so forth along the way. So kind of an interesting thing. Look forward to some retreats with me. Um, I think I may even be driving this one too. My new camper van is certainly getting its miles in, but it looks like in October, Jesse Coomer and I are going to be hosting something called Inspire Fest. And we're going to be uh, in Austin, Texas. And that is in October. So I'll be posting the information here in the show notes as I get the landing page for that. It should be released really, really soon. And we'll be talking about Inspire Fest, I'm sure, here on the podcast um, in the coming weeks. So look for that there and also on the Instagram. Um, other than that, um, lots of recordings, lots of new stuff coming out on the patron page. So this is how this page is really, uh, how this podcast is funded is through the patrons. Very, very much appreciative of it. Um, I try to put on recorded sessions that I do when I do them live. I record them and then I kind of re-upload them so people can use them for their own personal practice of breath work and meditation. I also have some stuff for clinicians to use with clients for breath work and meditations to use with clients, especially in psychedelic integrated therapy. Those are all on my page um, at patron.podbean.com backslash life as an observer. That is how we fund this ad-free podcast. So thanks for all your support, friends. All the ones that are listed there are all current patrons, and I much, much appreciate you, all of you. Um, for helping support this uh, podcast grow and to really saying, hey, I like you and we're friends and this is how I can show you that I care about what you're doing. And that's really a great way to, to support me. It makes me feel quite validated. And also it's how I'm able to do these things that I'm doing. So we're still a long ways away from our goal, but Um, It's growing every month, and I'm much appreciated. So thanks for uh, coming on and listening to me today for a few minutes about how we can maintain friendships. I'm looking forward to talking to you on the next Life as an Observer.